going. Four two three, get fame. That's four two three, get fame. I would tell you to leave a message, but the truth is, I don't really care. I've had this hotline open for months, and not one of you jokers have what it takes to be famous like me. So leave a message if you want, but don't expect a call back. I've got way more important things to do than to waste my time on losers like Mascarita Sagrada and you all. Thank you, and have a nice day. Hey there, folks, and welcome to Season 2, Episode 25 of the Grave Consequences Podcast. My name is Caleb Baldwin. You can follow me on Twitter at IamCalebB, joined by my co-host, friend, producer, and editor, Greg, last name redacted, who you can follow on Twitter at XMaserati. And this is Season 2, Episode 25, Ultima Lucha Dos Part 2, a mix of... uh, Spanish and English there, which is awesome. But the uh, working title I came up with, Only Murders in the Temple. And those of you who are Hulu heads, such as myself, will know exactly what I'm referencing when I say that. Greg, of course, it is uh, Wednesday, November 24th, and it is the eve of Thanksgiving. This is the second part of our taping. And how are you doing tonight, sir? Doing all right. It's uh... Started a new job, so it's my third day there, and just, you know, relaxing doing this. That's good, man. That's good. Relaxing, talking to old Caleb, having a good time, that sort of thing. Speaking of relaxing, this episode <clears throat> just very, very much a comfort. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, this was, a this was and as compared to the previous episode, which we said was not an Ultima Lucha, even though they labeled it, this was. Yes. Absolutely, this wasn't. What's, what's great about it is this was a two-match show. Mm-hmm. And they, I mean, they they had some good psychology, and, and we're going to talk about it for some of these. Like, the other matches were fun from the previous episode. Yeah. I, I was I, I enjoyed. Uh, they weren't, you know, objectively great at, at matches, but they were enjoyable. This, yeah. they, they put all their thinking, uh, you know, into these matches here, I think. Yeah. No, I would agree. I would agree. And the first thing we're starting off with is the Gift of the Gods championship match. We've got a seven-way match here to kick off, and this is elimination style as well. And real quick, I'm going to rattle off those names in the Gift of the Gods championship match. We've got the debutante, Nightclaw, who, by the way, played by Flamita from Ring of Honor, if I'm not mistaken. Well, now, well... I guess for not too much longer, Ring of, Ring of Honor. But either way, Daga, Marty the Moth Martinez, Siniestro de la Muerte, Killshot, the Mariposa, and Sexy Star. So we've got, we've got some feuds in this match. Uh, we've got Daga pretty much doing whatever. You know, Mariposa and, and Marty uh, against Sexy Star. Uh, Marty still against Killshot, so... You know, by virtue of that, those those four are tied together. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll let you get started. What what did you think of this match, man? This was one of the better matches of the season, I think, uh, as far mm-hmm. as their rumbles and their multi-men matches. Yeah. Uh, because, like I said, there is a story told. At first, mm-hmm. it is mostly action. 
it's you know mostly flipping and a lot of stiff pump kicks which you know i like i like the strikes uh and and nightclaw was whooping that ass like he was yeah crowd got behind him real quick Uh, him and daga going back and forth great stuff i mean you didn't have anybody (laughs) nobody brought this match down if if they all played their parts right like no one got in the way no one dropped brought brought it down uh, I'm not going to name some names, but some people I've been critical of recently. Uh, <laughs> everyone, everyone shown in this match. Every everyone did well, and everyone made everyone else look better, which is, uh, you know, I think the ultimate goal of every match. Yeah, or at the very least, it should be. And right off the bat, we knew Nightclaw would be something to deal with when he eliminated Siniestro de la Muerte. He's a hero. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He he eliminated the evil death, the sinister death. The Vampiro. only thing I had a problem with, though, I'm sorry, I didn't mean yeah. to cut you off. Oh, you're good. Go ahead. There's one submission that uh, Daga had Marty in at one yeah. point, and Nightclaw break, breaks it up. That's stupid. Yeah, he had him in a guillotine, uh, guillotine choke, and Nightclaw Daga had Marty in a guillotine choke, and yeah. Nightclaw came and broke it up. And I just remember thinking, like, why? It's elimination. It's not. You yeah, know. it's not one ball. Yeah, it, it's just I don't know. There's no strategy. Like, I mean, you, I don't know. It, that that was the one part where I was like, all right, that's stupid. But that's the only criticism I have of this match. Yeah, yeah. No, you're absolutely right. Oh, by the way, at one point, Vampiro almost said Marty had retard strength. Uh, what would have been Vampiro's <laughs> words, not mine. Yes. Yeah, Vampiro said, "Well, I almost said something else, but I know how you would get offended, Matt." And yeah, it's like two and two equals four. Vampiro, of course, would say retard strength in 2016. And he implied Stryker was one. Yep. Yep. Even though Matt Stryker, again, school teacher, but then again, I've met some school teachers in my life. But, <laughs> gosh. Uh-oh. Don't like the path this is going down. <laughs> no, you just hate teachers. It's cool. Yeah. Just, just any type of public employee. Just not a fan of. Uh <laughs> oh, Marty the Moth and the Mariposa eventually get this down to a like basically a two on one situation. After Marty and Marty and Mariposa eliminate Killshot, and it's mostly Mariposa doing the work, by the way, which I love that about Marty is like, you know, he is the he's the male, but he lets his sister do all his dirty work for him. It's it's a funny combination. And the thing is, Killshot didn't even you, like I, I wasn't critical, but I pointed out that he lost a lot in the first season yeah. where he debuted. He does lose here, but he doesn't look weak because he whoops some ass. Yeah. Uh, he even takes out Nightclaw, who originally was whooping everyone else's ass. Mm-hmm. Uh, he takes him out, you know, the Storm Cradle Driver, where he gets him in the. Uh, I don't. I, it's that Lucha move where he has him by their their <laughs> their legs are around his waist and they're facing forward. Yeah, and he lifts him up just enough so he can grab the head from back and just flip him forward enough to make it like a Michinoku driver. Yeah, it's such an amazing finisher, and he pins him with that. And then he loses to Mar- Mary Posa and Marty. And do you mm-hmm. did you see the curb stop that Marty did? To kill shot. Yeah, he he did it so. There, <laughs> Marty f- does a kill does a curb shot. Oh my God! Does the curb stomp to uh, kill shot? Kill shot actually flips a little bit so that the back of his head and upper back 
actually hit the mat like, from the impact of the strike. Like he, it didn't look like it was uh it was an earned pin. Like anybody should have been pinned from that. So it didn't make him look weak by taking that loss. It actually, if anything, it added to the story. Cause now, uh, now sexy star has to beat, uh, Marty and Mary Posa who had just taken out kill shot. So they've shown that they're, uh, well, it's going to be not only the two on one, but they just show that they're so, such an effective machine that they can take out a killer like yeah. kill shot. So yeah. she's got her work cut out for her. So that's some good, you know, like I said earlier, like they put all their story into this match and the next one a little bit, but it's more subtle. Yeah. Yeah. No, you're not wrong. You're not wrong here. And sexy, by the way, she gets the hard work done first here because she does eliminate the Mariposa and just, man, those two facing off. Brings me back to their their no moss match from earlier this season, which and how amazing that truly was, dude. Like, when that match happened, the I remember Solo Monster was just uh, couldn't say enough good things about it. He loved it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, after she eliminates the Mariposa, it's her and Marty again, and just how you know. You know, the more things change, the more they stay the same. Because if you remember Sexy Star, after she beat Superfly in the first season to win win her Aztec medallion back then, now the Gift of the Gods championship is on the line, and she's facing Marty again. She's, she's not defending a medallion. She's fighting for the actual title now. She's, she's one step away, and the only thing standing in front of her is a guy that she's beaten on multiple occasions. And the crowd and, you know, sometimes I can do without the the believers in the temple, but at other times they really like they show out and they add to the show and they added to the show when sexy's facing off with Marty and the crowd is chanting, kill the moth. Yep. That was amazing. Like they were into it. Like this story, they told a good story and it took you got to give Lucha credit because they paced this story throughout the whole. It started at the end of last season. Yeah, yeah, it was going on like in the last like five or so episodes of the first season. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my god, Marty! By the way, at one point knocks down Sexy Star with a huge punch, which he used to knock down his own sister as well. <laughs> and he goes for a really, and I'm just gonna say it, a really like rapey cover. Yeah, he's definitely going for. And I don't know if you noticed, but there was one part where he got knocked out, and he was, uh, he was uh, seeking uh, cover on uh, Melissa Santos, and she was trying to push him off. Of course, he was. Yeah, he's he goes uh, for a very well molesty type of character when it yeah. comes to the women. I mean, it adds to his you know healness. Uh, hopefully, yeah. he got permission with the women, but I assume. Uh, yeah, I he. I would assume too, but like it, it can be uncomfortable, and it's supposed to be. Mhm, mhm. <laughs> Later, oh by the way, at one point a fan yelled, "Kick him in the dick," which uh, amazing. <laughs> I heard that too. That popped me. Truly, but anyway, the rapey cover and sexy, sexy star kicks out. Eventually, sexy locks on the cross arm breaker, full extension. Marty tries to fight out, and he tries to reach, and he tries so hard. But he just can't get there. And he has to tap out. And the believers just explode in jubilation as Sexy Star is now the fourth holder of the Gift of the Gods championship. 
she earned it and you know it, yeah. it was a two-on-one and she still mm-hmm. overcame it and like even though marty lost in a two-on-one situation he didn't even he didn't he he definitely is higher up because he still has those dog tags of kill shot yeah he, he nobody it's, it's amazing because nobody looks weak nobody looks like a geek even yeah. though you know they lost the two-on-one but it's yeah. still it was it was uh, sexy's match to win, and she overcame story and you know physicality. It was a great match. Yeah, and if I can, you know, make a comparison real quick, and I know I talk about him so much, and by the time this comes out, it, it will have been like a month and a half since this happened. But sexy Stark, you go into this match, and you look at all the contenders here, and I listed them off earlier, and I'll do it again. You got. <laughs> Siniestro de la Muerte, you know, a killer who's, you know, uh, you know, maybe not, you know, doing great things, but sleeper hit. Marty mm-hmm. the Moth and the Mari Posa, who've got their alliance going on. The kill shot, again, he's like rolling right now, and he's got the thing with Marty, but he's still rolling. You got the debuting Nightclaw, who we don't know anything about, but, you know, what can he do? Sexy Star is probably the last person you would expect to win the Gift of the Gods here, and yet she did. She was kind of like the Atlanta Braves of this match, man. Yeah, the match started off just seeming like a lot. And they've had a lot of rumbles in the last few episodes. They've had a lot of multi-men. And it, it starts out making you think, okay, it's just going to be, you know, spots. Yeah. But then it, halfway through, it turns into like, oh, this they're going to tell a story here. You yeah. know, and uh, I don't know. It's hard. There's only so many ways to say that this this match succeeded on every level. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Like, if I had to make a bet, you know, before this episode aired on who I thought, if I didn't have spoiler knowledge, based on how story was going and everything, I would have probably said Marty or Killshot was going to win. That's who I, because I, I don't remember anything. I didn't remember who won. So I thought Killshot was yeah. going to win the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. So to see Sexy Star come out, it's just, it's kind of surprising, but it's like, Okay, like we know we've known she's had the potential uh, for quite some time and she's she's done the damn thing. She is one win away from being Lucha Underground champion now. It's insane to think about. Yep. And by the way, that lineage of the Gift of the Gods championship now Phoenix first champion. King Cuerno won it from Phoenix. Phoenix won it back from King Cuerno Phoenix in this second reign was now the first person to redeem his gift of the gods championship for a Lucha Underground championship match. And he won his match against Mil Muertes to become Lucha Underground champion. Chavo Guerrero then won the vacant gift of the gods championship very much in, in thanks to Brian Cage's interference. Brian Cage then won the gift of the gods from Chavo Guerrero the next week. And he challenged the monster Matanza Cueto for the Lucha Underground Championship, but he came up short. So the Gift of the Gods champion is one and one against the Lucha Underground champion in their title shot. And we'll see if Sexy Star can make it two and one. We'll see how things go. Um, after this, we see a vignette of Mr. Cisco putting on a wire and he's hesitant, but um, Castro is reassuring while as Joey Ryan is a little more stern, a little more like, hey, you got to do this no matter what. Like, you have to. Not nearly as warm because he doesn't have that relationship with Cisco that Cortez Castro does. It makes you wonder why didn't 
Cortez Warewire the whole time he was, you know, <laughs> working for. <laughs> it just hit me. I was like, this is yeah, stupid for another reason. I'm glad you said something uh, because that I wouldn't have put that together unless you had. But yeah, this there are certain. Uh, uh, sometimes they lose the plot. Yeah, yeah. it's it's uh, what are they? They lose the plot. Or it's it's like where where would this go? Yeah, <laughs> if it succeeded, like where where would this go? Yeah. And we find out later where it could go, uh, yeah. and it doesn't really involve police. I'll no. say that. Yeah. No, the police are very much an afterthought in later parts of this. But yeah. hey, we've got our main event, and that's right. It's only a two match show. We got our main event. It's a death match: King Cuerno versus Mil Muertes. Wow. Dude, how many matches are on the final episode? Is it Five. like, it's how long hour. is it? It's a two hour. The season finale is always going to be a two hour episode, or I guess for us, a 90 minute episode. <sighs> wow. Yes. <laughs> they always cram so many up. Ep- like they have Ultima Lucha and instead yeah. of just doing like, like a full pay-per-view and they just split it among a few days, they try to actually film it like different episodes and they always run long. <laughs> it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm sure a couple of those matches are going to be short next week. But then again, they've got 90 minutes to fill. Um, <laughs> this match was like, and I've said it so much about so many matches on the show, but this match was amazingly physical. And at one point, by the way, Cuerdo is like hanging, hands, fingers hanging, trying not to fall off of the bandstand. And then Mil Muertes just... Full on scar, long live the king. Knocks yeah, they, him off. That was a great segment. And this is after they got done brawling with the band. Yeah. Using the band things. It this mm-hmm. match was incredible because they they made it very clear that Cuerno was stronger and tougher. Yeah. And most of I'm sorry, uh Myrta, uh Mill. More case. Yeah, I can't I can't talk today, but Mill yeah. they made it clear that he's the stronger juggernaut. Yeah. Uh but they had Cuerno get a lot of offense in by being like a counter wrestler, like tra- tricking mill into making mistakes and capitalizing on, on his, uh, on his mistakes. Like, and they, I just can't ha- praise, you know, Cuerno enough for how he wrestles to his gimmick. Yeah. And it's, I went into this match cause not remembering it, obviously uh, as usual thinking like, okay, was this a squash match? And it could have been, uh, but it's not. Yeah, even though Mill is whooping his ass, yeah, uh, Cuerno gets a lot of segments where it's like, oh shit, he can turn it around here, and he does for a little bit yeah. here and there. Yeah, yeah, and he tries to go for one more hot, uh, hope spot here, and this proves to be his last one. He throws Mil Muertes' head through a window pane, and Mil Muertes no sells that motherfucker and puts Cuerno through one for his trouble. Yeah, there's a there's a theme with this match, uh, and that is uh, Cuerno is a hunter who flirts with death, mm-hmm. but Mill is death itself. Mm-hmm. So he can get his spots in. He can do very well. He might even kill Mill every once in a while, but yeah, you can't kill death. And mm-hmm. the hunter flew too close to the sun. He he was Icarus for a little bit. Yep, and ultimately he gets burned. Yes. And that that tends to happen, man. 
You can't be, you know, like you said, can't fly too close to the sun. Your wings will burn. You're only mortal. He's a mortal going against the god and his god girlfriend. Uh, yes. So good luck. Uh, yeah, exactly. We we did get one of the best quotes from Vampiro, though. Did we? Oh, my God. Like, it's actually a good quote. Oh, okay. Uh, I forget what spot it was, but Stryker asks him, you know, what does, it, does a blow like that do to a man? And it's after, you know, Quirino got, like, leveled with a spear or something. Yeah. Vampiro said, it'll make you talk to God in a different language. <laughs> <laughs> and it's something that doesn't make sense, but makes sense. Yeah, it's, it makes sense in the mind of of Vampiro and guys like Charlie Kelly and Frank Reynolds, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> King Cuerno, after he gets his head put through a window, gets sent down the steps. Milmortes hits him with a crowbar to the head. A diving crowbar yes. spot. From the top rope, yes. Yes, this was awesome. Milmortes then hits a tombstone. No need for a flatliner. Hits a tombstone. And Milmortes gets the win. Katrina gives King Cuerno the lick of death, and I would say the feud's over. Well, you also missed the three fucking power bombs he did right after the fucking crowbar spot. Like, he kills him. Yeah. He he hits him with a diving crowbar. That's not enough. Yeah. <laughs> he does three power bombs, one of them through a table. Mm-hmm. And then he does a tombstone. Like, it's, you know, Cuerno doesn't, doesn't look weak, but, you know, you're dead. <laughs> and he yeah. leaves on a stretcher. Well, yeah, I mean, Katrina gave him the lick of death, so we'll, we'll see how King Cuerno recovers from <laughs> what he experienced, man. And after the commentary booth uh, previews next week's portion of Ultima Lucha Dose, Matt Stryker asked Vampiro, he says, like, I know you, you haven't made a lot of comments, you know, whether, you know, you kind of shied away from being Pentagon's master, and Vampiro then decides to take his pills throw them in the trash can. He's like, you know what? I'm his master. I got to go get my student ready. And he walks off. Crowd's popping, going insane for him. Matt Stryker signs us off. But that is not the end of the episode because we go to Mr. Cisco in Dario's office. He's coming in to check in. And uh, Cisco, he's, Dario just tells Cisco to get out. And Cisco just can't act, like, at all. <laughs> No, it's bad. It's bad. And I wonder if it was meant to be intentionally bad, like to the point where it's like, okay, well, the the character is nervous. So he's, you know, kind of tipping his hand here. And Dario says like, oh, you know, what do they want me for? Because, okay, like Cisco is just being so obvious about it to the point where Dario is like, are you wearing a wire? Well, he he walked in and say, hey, man, if you're up to anything, I want to be involved. Oh, my God. Yeah. (laughs) Like. Oh, you, you, you kids got any any marijuana that I could smoke? <laughs> Hi, fellow thing. kids. Yes. Hello, fellow kids. Rock band T-shirt. Um, <laughs> good stuff. Yeah. Like you said, just kind of obvious. And Dario's like, are you wearing a wire? And Dario eventually like rips his shirt open. And yeah, he's wearing a wire. And Dario's like, well, what do they want me for? Cisco's like, uh, I, I don't know, man. I mean, like, do, Zarya's like, what do they want me for murder? And Cisco's like, no, what do you, I don't think so. What do you mean? And he's like, well, they do now. He takes his bull and we assume kills him. 
<laughs> like Dario's like covered in blood. There's blood all over his office. And <laughs> yeah, just that line they do now. That popped me. That was it's it's the right kind of cheese, you know. It was you know it wasn't the worst ending yeah. segment, but um, I have two things to say. One about Vamp pouring out his pills. One, it was stupid. Yeah. Uh, who gives it, it, it? The problem with Vampiro's gimmick is that it's I don't know if the word's high concept, but he's he's a heel announcer. It, yeah. You don't really know because he's being too like it's it's not obvious enough I, I put it together eventually maybe i'm stupid but the whole thing is that he's pretending to not know about pentagon he's pretending to not be you know a heel uh but yeah. he's but it's just not apparent enough and they don't sometimes you do have to kind of like leave a trail of breadcrumbs yeah uh, unfortunately it's just not there and there's no payoff for it so it's it's weird uh, yeah, and it, it gets weirder. I think in the fourth season, maybe the third. Uh, it's just it never gets better. Uh, it's always kind of like, well, what's he doing? Like, why is he doing that? I think it'd been funnier <laughs> if he was pouring out all his Adderall and he's just distracted every episode for the next season. He just can't pay attention. He gets up and walks away every once in a while. Yeah. <laughs> and the the other point is. Uh, I would have loved if they had reenacted uh, Bad Boys 2. Uh, do you remember when uh, Martin Lawrence, Lawrence's sister is with the drug dealer, Johnny Tapia, on the beach? And he's like, why don't you go out into the water with me? And she's like wearing a wire, so she doesn't want to. But to make sure he doesn't think that she's wearing a wire, she eventually does go into the water. I would have loved if they had reenacted that scene. It's stupid, I know, and it would have only have popped me, but I would have loved that. Right, just Dario trying to convince Cisco to go into the water. <laughs> <laughs> the beach. Oh, man. That's funny. That's funny. I love that. Would have been better than what we got, for sure. Um, but yeah, it's time to grade the episode. And I'm actually going to give this a B-. And a lot of this is due to just the nature of that, that seven-way match we had. And then also the just the physicality of Cuerno and, and Muertes. I'm going to give it a B plus because I really did like this episode. Yeah. Uh, like, I can't say. I feel like sometimes I'm a broken record where I say like, oh, you know, they made each other look strong or this person looks strong in defeat. But I, I just can't emphasize enough how much Lucha Underground got it right when it came to booking and finishes. And this changes, I believe, if I remember correctly, in the next season and the fourth season. Yeah. I, I believe, if I remember correctly, I started getting real disappointed because they, they lose that magic. And uh, some promotions do do this. Uh, I think AEW does it pretty well. Sometimes they do rely too much on overbooking, uh, not just with Cody matches. But yeah. you know, just when, when you can have a match and no one looks like a geek, it sometimes is rare in some promotions. And yeah, you know, I think Lucha Underground, I think, is a great... I think it would be a great resource a reference for new wrestlers, you know, or even new, you know, bookers and agents to to watch because it's Lucha Underground. It's, it was a great show. It was. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure there were people out there watching, whether it was in WWE at the time. But, yeah, even new, you know, promoters, that kind of thing, like in creative type, watch this, you know, draw from this. It's a good show for sure. 
Um, yeah, folks, thank you for listening. Join us next week when we cover the season two finale of the show. And let me let me do some math here in my head. So as of recording, we dropped last week. What did we drop here? We dropped episode 21. So this is going to drop on. Let me pull up the calendar. Friggin' A. Uh, 22, this is going to drop on the 9th. By my, or no, no, no. The, uh, 21, 22, 23, 24, 25. This is going to drop on the 16th, rather. And our Christmas gift is the season finale of Lucha Underground Season 2. And from there, folks, that is going to be our last episode of the year. And we will come back to you in the first week of February. And so that's you got you got to go one, two, three, four, five weeks without us. But I think you'll make it. I really do. I really do. And we'll be back February 3rd, um, you know, barring any like major unforeseen circumstances. February 3rd, 2022. That is the return of the Grave Consequences podcast after next week's episode. And we thank you for listening. And I'm just going to say that, you know, if you find yourself in a match with a guy whose name is literally translated to a thousand deaths and he has a ghost girlfriend, you're probably going to suffer grave consequences.